Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and welcome to the Backstage Show. This week on the Backstage Show, we're going to be talking about a particular week. The bane of everyone's existence who are involved in community theater. Well, maybe not mine. I don't know that I'd call it the bane of my existence. Well, many people. Theater-wise, yes. I mean, well, we're talking about... Tech Week. Tech Week, indeed, yes. Also known as Hell Week. And in addition to that, there are some people who call it Production Week. And of course, Tech Week itself is short for Technical week. Yes, it is usually the introduction of a lot of technical elements to the show for the first time. Hence, tech week. Yes, anything from costumes to lighting to sound to makeup. And just Anything else technical you can possibly think of. That's about all I can think of. I think, think it pretty of. much covers yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if we're forgetting something, you can always let us know. Uh, shoot us an email, podcast at backstage.link. Indeed, or you can call us. Yeah, we're plugging this early, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Why not? <laughs> 267-225-8869 is the number. That number again is 267-225-8869, where you can leave either a voicemail or a text message. And you can also find us on Facebook or Twitter at uh, the Backstage Pod. That's all one word. Indeed. But I think we've kind of hit all the highlights of what Tech I think Week so. is really all about. Costumes, lights, sound, and makeup. That's I mean, it ultimately it. culminates in what they refer to as the dress rehearsal. Yes, Although, I mean, it's kind of, it's interesting the way that different directors approach Tech Week because you might have a, a dress rehearsal in the middle of Tech Week. I wouldn't call that, I mean, that, that could be a dress rehearsal, but not final dress. Yeah, I, I was always under the impression that this is what I had heard, that mm -hmm. traditionally speaking, only the final rehearsal before opening is actually called the dress rehearsal. Okay. See, Every, I had not heard that. Everything leading up to that, this is what I've heard, mm -hmm. everything leading up to that is a tech rehearsal of some mm -hmm. sort, even if it has dress conditions right. associated with it, which it may or may not. Yeah. I mean, because I've had some directors that will do like full show conditions on like the third night of tech, and then the fourth night will be a little more relaxed. I've had that experience before. Okay. Now... So in your experience, how many days does Tech Week Well, it's comprise? usually, let's see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, with Thursday off and opening Friday. So four days. That's been my usual experience. Yeah. I I've guess had some that have gone five. Starting the Saturday before? No, starting no. Sunday and rehearsing the day before opening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's another sort of tradition for the day before opening to be the theater being dark. Yes, which uh, just means no rehearsal, basically. Nothing I happens. mean, I, generally it means nothing happening, but I know, like, say, at Barley Sheaf, the next show that's up will rehearse. Mm -hmm. The day before the current show opens, they'll rehearse and they'll set up the house. Right. Nothing is happening with respect to the show that's about to open. Correct. Traditionally. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the show is dark, the theater's not necessarily dark. True. In fact, that actually may be an opportunity if there is, say, maybe some finishing touches needed for the set. Something mm -hmm. like that might yep. happen on the dark night. Yeah, I've seen that sort of thing. The where dark they're, night. They're, the dark night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Batman is at the theater. It's time to open the show. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I, I I've seen an experience where I'm opening in a show and the uh, the next show will be rehearsing like on the floor of the theater and up on stage they're finishing a painting or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I've even been in there myself doing that painting. I believe the last show that I directed that open I I don't remember if it was the night the dark night or maybe even the day of I I'm pretty sure the early the day of I was in there doing some final painting mm -hmm. yeah it, it happens and not the show infrequently. Is, and the show is going to open that night i've done that where i've like <laughs> painted the floor the day the show opens and that kind of thing i've done that Jeez. on multiple occasions that's a little fact. risky well as long as you get in there early enough <laughs> why like, are the actors sticking to the stage the rehearsal so yeah, last minute things yeah. the rehearsal element is typically wrapped up two days before opening one would hope yeah so when, when unless you get, you're really in trouble and you yeah. really need the rehearsal Generally, when you get into Tech Week, uh, Hell Week, it's run by the director is generally running the rehearsal. Uh, the stage manager is the one that once the show opens is going to be taking over and they're completely in charge with the, the director kind of stepping aside. They're the showrunner. Exactly. So you're kind of like Tech Week is partly the director handing things off to the stage manager right. and making sure that they know everything that has to be done and can handle it and all of that. So that's right. that's part of it as well. Yeah, I mean, depending on how early in the process the stage manager has been involved with rehearsals and mm -hmm. so forth, they'll be able to anticipate what is going to happen or what they're going to need to supervise. Yeah, I, I think done. like a good stage manager is pretty much ready to take over by the time you start Tech Week. Some of them need a little bit more work or there might be some things that came up that, like you said, if they're not at... Uh, enough rehearsals earlier on, they might not know everything that has to be done. Right, or just getting familiar with the show format. Mm -hmm. And then getting, you know, stage hands, assuming if it's yep, if not just, needed. if they're not the only person who's the crew doing all the scene changes and whatnot, if they need helpers or assistants, yeah. getting them on board, possibly giving out assignments. That is kind of something we were leaving out of the technical elements. We're talking about, you know, costumes, makeup, lights, and sound, but there's also the set and right. scene and changes and, and props and, and that kind of thing. So that's all taken care of in there. Yeah. So you might even have a props master working with them as well. You've got your your tech director or your lighting and sound designers. Yeah, I've that are kind never of really worked on a show that I can recall with a dedicated tech director. I I have definitely seen them. I think I've worked on a show with them, like a, a, in an acting capacity. But I've never had one as a director. I, I've, I've never had somebody that handled both lights and sound. Yeah, me neither. I mean, there might be one person in the booth running both. Yeah, that that to me is, is fairly fair, particularly at Barley Sheaf, because uh, the booth is so small, <laughs> you can't really fit two people in there well. <laughs> yeah, so this is really the first time that all of these elements really come into play. Mm -hmm. Really the first time that you probably have the full cast and crew all present. Yeah, I mean, there have been some shows, such as the first one we worked on, Jeez, where what we was had that well, way that back when? Hotline. We've talked about this plenty of times where it's Death Defying Acts where there's like uh, three separate one-act plays yeah. and there really wasn't any need to rehearse them all together. So the right. first time we all got together was Tech Week. True. And whoever was running the crew had to be prepared for, for okay, how do I them, change yeah. from one show to the next? Yeah. Even our show, as I recall, had some scene changes in it or at least some scene shifts from well, one it was, area to the other. I think that was mostly lighting. But I mean, of course, that's that's obviously part of. Tech but that's week. part of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember. Did Aaron do the lighting for that? I don't remember who it was that did the lighting, but I really love what they did with that. I mean, this is kind of sidetracked, but we had these two separate halves of the stage where one of them was like supposed to be this office building, and the other right. one was somebody's home. Right. And they had like a green tint to the office half of it. Okay, that I just forgot about really that. Really well. Yeah. That is kind of neat. 
that's kind of what they did in uh, The Matrix as well. Yes. To get even further off on that tangent. Well, that's a nice effect. Yeah. So something like that is really just going to be starting to creep in. And yeah. it's possible, it doesn't always happen this way, but it's possible that a lighting designer or sound designer may have an opportunity to come in outside of the time that the cast mm-hmm. is there to get things set up, maybe to set light levels, yeah. aim lights, set sound effects levels, and adjust all that kind of stuff. Or if there are microphones, get those mm-hmm. I've had a lot of uh, a lot of the lighting designers I've had that I've worked with will come in like during set constructions, that kind of thing, to hang the lights mm-hmm. and start to get them aimed and then kind of tweak them and, and finish that up during tech week. And that's like one thing, uh, you know, that can occur during tech week is a cue to cue rehearsal where that's when you're trying to like fine tune those lights and focus right. them and, uh, put the, the barn doors on them. The, it's that ki- kind of thing. It's kind of been my experience to start off tech week with the, with the cue to cue. Yeah. Not everybody does that. No, not everybody does. So a cue to cue, if you're not already familiar with it is just basically running from one tech cue to the next tech cue without bothering with the stuff in between. Them. Right, right. So if you're in the middle of a scene and then there's a sound effect that comes in like a phone ringing. Yep. You'll run like a few lines before that sound effect and then run the sound effect to make sure that all works. Right. And, and it's good to right. make sure it works, make sure the level's correct, make sure that the actors know what to expect or if they can hear the the cue. Right. In that case. Which I guess is generally what you're trying to do and and the lights as well. And and as we noted down that's like a cue to cue can have a lot of the actors just kind of standing around as you're working for you to Yeah. Cue. They may not even possibly even be in costume yet. Yeah. Although I, I guess in certain situations it is important to have costumes so that it the can lighting guy lighting, can right. the lighting person can adjust to that right because if you've got somebody in their street clothes is wearing all black and their costumes all white that's going to affect your light levels and that kind of thing and also you know i have seen certain circumstances where they'll have stand-ins for the actors for a cue to cue but they have to be like at the very least like about the same height yeah because like a photo double almost kind of that idea but you're you know because you're focusing lights and that kind of thing you are aiming to try to light their face and if you've got somebody that's six inches shorter than the actor that's not really going to be very helpful True. Most uh, of the time, it's the actual actors in. in yeah, place. I mean, unless there were, say, some reason why one particular person mm-hmm. couldn't make it in time for that part yeah. of it. So has that occurred often with you where you've had actors not able to make part of Tech Once week? or twice, yeah. maybe. In I, which I, case, I've had if we that, can... like, when I've directed, I, I've had people be like, you know, audition and be like, you know, I can't make Tech Week or I can't make half of Tech Week or something Well, like that. I think that's kind of more of a deal breaker. But if, say, somebody yeah. told me, and I think this has happened before... Say for the Sunday tech rehearsal, you're starting in the afternoon. I'm going to be at some place else. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get back till the evening run through. Right. Things like that I've been able to work around. Yeah. And I think I've had circumstances where somebody has missed like one day of tech. Mm. That you can certainly work around if you have to. It's not preferable. But yeah. It kind of depends on their role too. Yeah. I mean, that that kind of thing is good for a cue to cue because that's, again, less important to have yeah, the actual if you, actors. If you have to get somebody to stand in for that, then it's a little bit easier. Yeah. I usually have. I usually start with a separate cue to cue. I like to mm-hmm. do that. Just yeah, it just helps. I agree. From from having been from the perspective of somebody who's designing mm-hmm. at least the sound element of it, and have the opportunity to kind of tinker with it without necessarily worrying about holding up a full rehearsal. Yeah, and just being able to adjust it. And okay, can we try this again? I'm dialing this up a little bit louder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to hear it again, just to make sure the level's good. I've found a lot of times with the stuff that I've directed, and this just might be the people that I work with, that they're already working in those tech cues like before tech week. 
which can be helpful because then by the time you start Tech Week, you don't even really need the queue to queue because they've already got everything set up. Yeah, that depends on... It depends on who you're working with and what they prefer to do. Depends on if they're around. This is also true, <laughs> and people aren't always available when you would prefer they're available, but I mean, you for, work with what you can get. I mean, for a lot of Steve Denano's shows, I've worked with him mm-hmm. doing sound after a bunch of those shows. I frequently don't actually show up till tech starts. Yeah, and which is fine because that's kind of what's expected. Like I said, I've had people who do come before, and that's definitely welcome, but certainly not required. Mm-hmm. I should put it that way. And in his case, when I've worked with him, he does not do a queue to queue. So I am mm-hmm. kind of doing a lot of this on the fly. Yeah. But at this point, you know what to expect and he knows what to expect because you've worked with him several times, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it works for you. three or four times at this point. Mm-hmm. But in the case of those shows, probably more of the work of the sound designer in that case was getting the mic levels adjusted over the sound effects. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of doing that on the fly anyway. So right, right. I can maybe see the point that their cue to cue is maybe not as not as useful vital yeah i would think musicals in general that's kind of hard to do because you've got you know the music to deal with as well as everything else well in most cases in those situations i'm not necessarily controlling the levels of the music i'm working over it no but that yeah exactly (laughs) and that's what i'm saying but that you know how are you going to do a cue to cue when there's so many music cues that you have to work with you can't it's a lot different yeah yeah it's You've worked in musicals on that standpoint, but I haven't really worked them much at all. But I would just, that that's my expectation that because of all the music cues, in addition to the sound cues, that it's kind of hard to run. Yeah, and it's possible since you're, we're talking about, say, doing tech for a musical and you have the musician element, that's usually the first time that maybe the full ensemble or band mm-hmm. or whatever it is is coming in. Yeah. And they may not even all be there every night of tech. Okay. You're kind of working around that element. So, Especially with those musicals, the tech elements are very much in flux over the course of the week. It's not like you can kind of get it all set the first night and you don't have to touch it the rest of the week. I have found that I'm fiddling and Uh fine-tuning things a lot just over the course of the week. Probably by the second to the last rehearsal, I'd say, I more or less have things pretty much dialed in. Yeah. I mean, I've found that with shows in general, too, where... Just little lighting and sound. I mean, those those to me are the, the two biggest elements with with Tech Week and things that you're going to be changing are mostly lights and sound. Your costumes, your makeup are usually going to lock in quicker. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, well, I, I think, I'm not saying that's like yeah. a, a hard and fast rule, but I think generally. I think it's a little bit of an experiment, particularly maybe with makeup. Mm-hmm. Once you have the lighting kind of loosely figured out. And then you see yeah. what the makeup looks like under that lighting and you realize, oh, that's too stark or... That's not really showing up well enough. I guess maybe it's partly an aspect of the theaters that I've worked at where you're so close that the makeup is less important. And I don't think I've ever had a circumstance where I've been like, you know what, change that makeup. I, I mean, it probably has happened. But generally speaking, like uh, at Barley Sheaf, guys will wear like powder or nothing uh, and be fine. I don't think I've ever worn makeup mm-hmm. in a community theater production. Except I, I've for done powder, I think is it. Maybe in cases where if I was, oh, yeah, well, I had to make it look like my nose was bruised in one show, but that Mm. happened in the middle of the show. Specialty makeup. Yeah, or (laughs) aging makeup, which I've actually had to Mm. do on other people. Right. So that's something where you're not exactly sure how that's going to look under the lights. So it's a little bit of a work in progress. And I'm trying to think like the creature for Frankenstein. I probably made some tweaks to that. Yeah, probably. I would think specialty makeup would be something where you'd be more inclined to have to tweak than than just... Yeah, yeah. Maybe more thinking along those lines. Mm -hmm. Basic standard character makeup is pretty straightforward. (laughs) Pretty basic and standard. (laughs) Hey, how about that? (laughs) So, and then costumes, you know, your costumers 
sometimes there are adjustments made. I can remember that. I just yeah. <laughs> it's funny that just reminded me of Frankenstein with that costume because I, I wanted him looking like all wrinkled and disheveled. So uh, the costume designer for that like had a you know a, his shirt that was like balled up and like really heavily wrinkled. But he, he tied would, it around his car antenna and drove it out. Hanging yeah, out I don't even remember what he did, but it was theater. like all wrinkled. And then he'd put it on, and he'd get a little bit sweaty. And he would he would steam it. He would <laughs> he would steam out the wrinkles as it as he wore uh, them. Going, why isn't that wrinkled? They had to re wrinkle it every night. <laughs> but even re wrinkling it, it was like you know five minutes on stage, and it would steam out all the wrinkles naturally. <laughs> oh, man. Natural well, wrinkle steaming. Well, related to costumes, another key point that has to be worked out during tech is. Quick changes. Yeah. Oh, that that's true. That That's definitely... Well, I, that kind of falls into the whole... It doesn't really fall into the stage manager thing because you might have a costumer on Well, hand. it may because in some cases, the stage manager has to yeah. find somebody to help somebody with a quick change. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's or not necessarily... Even if it's not necessarily a quick change, maybe just working through the process of, okay, this scene... Uh, transition from this scene to the next is the next day. So mm-hmm. all these actors are going to have to change clothes right. and figure out what's the next outfit that they're wearing on the next day. I, I, all that kind of stuff. I definitely, particularly as a director, would want to work that out ahead of time so you're not like getting to tech week and being like, oh, they need to change their costume. Like I would think a costumer would already know this. Yeah. I would hope. I My experience has been that a lot of that stuff doesn't mm-hmm. really actually get worked out or practiced until tech week starts. Fair. Well, practiced for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's more what I'm thinking. I yeah. mean, yes, the costumer is, in my experience, been coming in occasionally during over the course of the rehearsals, bringing in some things, asking people to try on some things, having yeah. them go up on stage, get the director's opinion on what they think of the outfit. While the director is trying to talk to the lighting designer to tweak a light and getting a piece well, of set furniture moved or repaired. There's a reason that they call it Hell Week. Yeah, it's it's a lot to really culminate or get together all at once, mm-hmm. and it's easy for people's nerves to get a bit frayed from it. It definitely is, and everything just kind of gets heightened because you're also getting the the nerves of being ready to open the show. True. So people, some people just get nervous with the actual performances more than the rehearsal process. So in addition to just getting everything together, you know, nerves can get frayed. Everything's heightened. But there also could be a hurry up and wait element to it yeah. as well, especially for the actors. Especially in that Q to Q. Yes. That's I, I usually, if I'm directing a show, I usually tell the actors, do line run-throughs when you're not on stage yeah. while you're waiting. That's certainly one way to handle it. Yeah. So as far as actually leading the rehearsals, that's still the director's job. Yeah, I mean, the director's in charge, uh, like I said earlier, director's in charge until the show opens when it gets handed over to the stage manager, but you got a lot of people working in conjunction, so it's a lot of people kind of reporting to the director or checking with the director for for changes. Yeah, it's really, at this point, not about acting anymore. No, I mean, as a director, I definitely try to cut back on my acting notes at that point, unless it's something that I feel really has to be corrected. Or yeah. something that they're changing as they're getting, you know, into yeah, that costumes and that kind of thing. Some people just once they put that costume on and everything, their attitude changes and their their performance changes because they're in costume. Right. Most of the time, I think it's for the better. Usually, I think yeah. it kind of adds more of an air of formality to adopting the role and actually putting on the show. Yeah. So yeah, it can kind of elevate somebody's performance or their commitment to what they're doing. At other times, it could potentially lead to them sort of 
going a little bit off the rails yeah. as far as coming up with new ideas that they decide to throw in that oh, really man. weren't I know that what d- you had in mind as a director. I find that so frustrating when things start changing during tech. Even more frustrating is when it changes during the run of the show. <laughs> yeah. But something changing during tech when you're still like, no, don't do that. Right. Like, that's frustrating. That's <laughs> the only way to put it. And then the, the other element to it is the actors really have to be spot on at this point. Yeah. There's no They're calling for line f- anymore. Yeah. Um, have you had actors... Work your like, way out of it if you get stuck. Have you had actors literally call for line during Tech Week? I Probably once or twice. Yeah. I can't specifically I, I know a particular I've had case. <laughs> I know I've had it, and I just I, I wanted to throttle them at that point. It's, it's like, like um, you got to be off book no. now. <laughs> work, yeah. work your way through yeah, it. Yeah, they've got to know. Like, e- Look, so people are not perfect. So it's not like you can't expect that there might be some trip ups or that kind of thing. But as you said, once you get to tech week, if they can't remember line, if there's a performance, they're not gonna be able to call for that line. So they need to learn at that point, how do we work out of this if something happens? Yeah, that's when improv comes in. Yeah. And you've got to know also that other things can go wrong for, you know, forget about forgetting a line. What if your your shoe falls apart? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but that no, actually happened. Happens. That happened during a performance where one of the actors, his, his shoe literally fell apart in the middle of the scene. And we had to like, I think we ran and got him new shoes from upstairs and during intermission and had to deal with all of that. But I mean, you've got to be enough of, of a professional, a professional amateur <laughs> <laughs> to have this worked out and know what you do. It's an oxymoron. It kind of is, but that's what you've got to do. That's what Tech Week is about. It's about being prepared for it's learning how to expect the unexpected yeah i mean you're not you cannot possibly prepare for everything yeah uh you will probably find if certain incidents occur that it makes you think about how to work around it or deal with it if it does come up or maybe it does kind of help you think about how do we prepare for this other similar but not exactly Mm -hmm. the same possibility yeah, and uh, I or, think that's what it is in addition to getting the technical aspects. Right, or could we do something about it ahead of time to reduce the risk of it happening? Yeah, huh. <laughs> if, if only. <laughs> if it's possible, which if, it may not be. Yeah. So over the course of Tech Week, this has been my experience that the first day might be a Sunday or a weekend day, starting mm-hmm. in the afternoon with the queue to queue, taking a dinner break, and then having a full show run with basically all the elements put together for the first time. That rarely has happened for me. Really? Most of the time that that I've done the tech week, it's been the standard length rehearsal on Sundays. I have had a few of the double rehearsals. Um, and in some ways I kind of prefer that because the dinner break is nice and it helps with the cast bonding and everything, especially mm-hmm. if you haven't all gotten together as much. But yeah, it's pretty rare. Most theaters that I've worked with still have the other show rehearsing on the Sunday. Okay. So you don't have that entire day. Hmm. But I know, I believe it's the the barn does the full day. Yes. And I well, think... most of the time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Steve Denano's last show that I worked on with him, he did not. Yeah. I think he just had the evening rehearsal. Okay. Yeah. And that's been my experience. I think once at Barley Sheaf, I think we had a full day with the dinner break. But most of the time, they have the other show scheduled in there. And I think Forge does it that way as well. Yeah. That, that yeah. goes back to the... Uh, theater schedule. Like yeah. Village Players, for instance, doesn't really have much of any overlap in between rehearsals of their shows. Okay. So you don't really have to worry about that happening so mm-hmm. much. Basically, the theater is yours until the show opens. So that's, S- yeah. So so that first rehearsal will either be the double rehearsal where you're doing a Q to Q and a run, or right. it might be just the Q to Q or just a run. Depends. True. Now, if 
we had that started with that double rehearsal. Then, say, for the next night or two, it might be kind of reduced conditions, reduced mm-hmm. show conditions. Maybe don't have full makeup or costumes. Maybe, like, costumes is probably important to keep because especially if there are a lot of costume changes. Yeah, it kind of varies by show. Yeah, makeup, perhaps a little bit less so if you've sort of got an idea of what it's going to look like already under the lights. Right. Then it saves some time for people coming in because now you've got, if these are, say, early weeknight rehearsals. Yeah, you're looking at maybe 7 o'clock, 6.30 if you're really lucky. Yeah, for people just to get there and then have enough time to get ready to try Mm -hmm. to start maybe, say, by 7.30 to be ready to start the run. It just saves a little bit of time. If something's not absolutely essential, then just skip that for, say, the Monday and possibly the Tuesday rehearsal. Try to make it as easy as you can. Yeah. Now, the final, the actual dress rehearsal, quotes, air quotes, you can't see me <laughs> doing air quotes, that would be full show conditions again, just for the last time. Yes. In my experience. Most of the time, that that is. I, I haven't done that every single time as a director because uh, I might have had like a, a missing actor, that final tech, which Ooh. I think that happened to me once where it did not make me happy, but since we didn't have him for the final the final day of rehearsal of Tech Week, then I think we did the the quote unquote final. We need like a sound effect for air quotes. The <laughs> the <laughs> final dress was the day before a final rehearsal. <laughs> I think we uh, one show I directed. I think one of the actors wasn't going to be able to make it on an earlier mm-hmm. night in the week, so that was one of the times where I did have a Thursday dress rehearsal before Friday opening yeah. because there was another off night earlier in the week. Yeah, see, I've had stuff where I've had line runs the Thursday before the Friday opening, and I have had full rehearsals. There was one director I worked with that preferred not to be dark the day before you really? open. Yeah. I prefer to be dark. I generally do. I can understand not wanting that because like, then it's fresh in your mind. But I also think there's something to be said about over-rehearsing, if that makes any sense. I you think kind of there's... get burned out on it. My opinion on it is because of the hustle and bustle of the previous four days of tech, I think it's best to have, I think it's best to have kind of give the cast an opportunity to like take a, a breath yeah. right before they're about to go on. It kind of, I agree with you. It's an exhausting week because it's yeah. a lot of late nights mm-hmm. and a Absolutely. lot of frayed nerves. And like we said, like we said, there's a reason they call it hell week. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Now, the other thing I wanted to just comment on with the final dress is, as we've mentioned in at least one previous episode, a lot of the final dresses that I have worked on have had a small, non-paying group attend. Invited audience, yeah. I mean, that we, we've talked about the rights issues with that and whether or not that's technically a violation of contract. But yes, I do find that a lot of theaters will have an, a small invited audience to kind of give the actors, it's especially helpful with the comedy, to know where the laughs are and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it could be. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much like I don't I don't know how much of a violation of contract that is. If it's an invited audience and they're non-paying, then it shouldn't really matter because they're not losing out on any money in theory. Right. And it's usually kind of a quid pro quo situation because the invited audience might come from a place that's helping out the theater in some way. Mm -hmm. Or they come from other theaters that are running shows at the same time and there's no way they'd be able to come see it otherwise. I've seen that, too. Okay. yeah. Yeah, for instance, uh, Village Players has worked with a uh, local retirement community, mm-hmm. and they would bus in a group of residents, right. to a small group. In return, the retirement community facilities have been made available to the cast for rehearsals if necessary, yeah. if something's happening at the theater and they 
to need me, the extra I, space. I feel that's a very reasonable sort of thing to do. Whether or not the rights holders of the script would feel that way, I do not know. Not so, my problem. <laughs> so, so what do you, the listener, think about that? Yeah, well, if you have some opinions on that, you can, uh, as we've said, give us a call or leave a text message at 267-225-8869. You may also email us at podcast at backstage.link. Or look for us on our website. That's backstage.link. Or Facebook or Twitter at the Backstage Pod. And that's pretty much it. Or you can literally send us a snail mail on <laughs> an actual snail. To what address? Just tell the snail. Just talk to the snail. Say, please take this to the Backstage Show. The snail will know where to go. Right. Or you could politely keep your opinions to yourself, too. Yeah, it's up that's, to you. That's fine. <laughs> And if you like our show, tell a friend, uh, leave us a review on Please iTunes subscribe. or Spotify, wherever you go. Spotify, uh, I said that. Yes, you said Spotify. said Spotify. Twice. Or iTunes or Stitcher. Or... Yeah, Stitcher Radio, we're on there as well. We're still working on getting on uh, iHeartRadio. I haven't heard back from them. I don't know what the holdup is there, but if we ever get on there, then you'll be able to listen to us on your Amazon Echo device. We're everywhere. Yes, almost. We're listening we're to We're working you. on it. <laughs> tell the friends and uh we'll get even spread even further all right i think that about wraps it up for today i do uh we are still in the midst of our current recording session i don't know what order we're airing these in so i'm not going to tell you what's coming next week because i don't know you'll just have to wait and find out <laughs> but in the meantime thank you for listening i'm glenn and i'm jim and we'll see you backstage bye bye I think it is my turn to say and welcome to the backstage show based on listening to the previous episode. You know what? I don't even care. That's fine. Righto. Radio. Righto Rooney. Hey, shut up. Sorry. <laughs> I'm on the wrong page. Facer and twit book. Face twit. <laughs> hey, twit face. <laughs> Going up through your floor here. <laughs> Nothing is happening typically with regard to Nothing is happening. Nothing. I hit the screen. I saw. It's a show starring Squidward. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm having a hard time today. I've noticed. People are human. Well, <laughs> people are human. <laughs> people are human. People are people. Yeah. So why should it be that you and I should get along so awfully cast, <laughs> member? Ruff. All right, we're recording now. Super. Cala. Fragilistic expialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super Cala. Fragilistic expialidocious. Glenn, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you so much.